the best time of the day show. One of the things we did on the show, actually, which I don't know how it came about. It was either a stroke of genius or something that someone suggested and it was an absolute accident. But it was, I tell you what it was. That's right. Because I used to, you know, if you work nights, you've got the day free, haven't you? So you tend to wander around and uh, fill in the time. Uh, sort of before they're open and so wandering around and i was in london so i was wandering around of course you wander around london you you see all these famous people doing stuff they have lives just like you and me so what are they doing i can remember being in a shop once and gail porter came in and i can remember it was winter and she was wearing a very big coat so she looked a bit like a firework because it was like a drake conical coat she had on and uh, i thought oh that's that's there she is and she's Gail Porter and she's in this shop and she's going to buy a picture because it was a cartoon it sold cartoon stills and things like that so she's going to buy a picture for her husband or something like that I thought but what actually kicked it off was when walking down uh, with a theatre district if you like in the West End and at that particular period in history the whole idea of one of the most exciting theatrical shows uh, known to humankind was the Chippendales so you had a lot of rather oiled people and uh, I noticed walking along and just uh, past this theatre where the Chippendales were appearing looking very very carefully and intently with uh, spectacles on so you could get the full the full six pack and more of these oiled beauties was Polly James of uh, Liverbirds fame and she was studying them intensely so much so she was holding her spectacles to make sure she could get make them so focused properly on the on these blokes so I thought all oh, right so that thing and it became a thread of stars in real time famous people doing ordinary things you know and it, we got all sorts of stuff people buying newspapers or someone having a quiet pint and things like that and uh, that was great I'm trying to think of some more examples I do know some who actually saw the late John Noakes in a pub and uh, he just just stars in real time famous people doing ordinary things and he couldn't resist it and he want, went over because this was a few years ago obviously and went John Noakes in a pub he went yeah and you're smoking and apparently he turned to him and said I get drunk and I fuck too what of it which I think is a really good repost if you're a children's television person. But uh, I can't even remember the, the sheer number of people you spotted. You do. People are everywhere just doing ordinary things. You know, they're in. I have quite often see uh, Richard, but never Judy. Richard in supermarkets in North London. I go, oh, it's, it's Richard doing his shopping. Oh, right. Where's Judy? She always pets at home. There were so many that came in over the years, and I can't remember many of them, which is a bit of a shame, faulty memory. But if you have seen a famous person spotted doing something or, you know, in ordinary life, let me know. And you can do this. If you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, you can actually leave me a message. I wish you would. Uh, just leave me a message anywhere. It'd be nice to know you're there. But certainly, if you spotted a famous person doing something really rather mundane and tedious, like filling their car up or something like that, or standing on the street corner picking their nose, we want to know. Now, you often say that, you know, Brits aren't necessarily very good at business or, you know, it's like the man who turned down the Beatles, this sort of thing. Now, I've mentioned many times on these podcasts that a late friend of mine who worked for a top shelf magazine, which was actually Mayfair magazine uh, back in the 80s, which was a very, very strange uh, way of making a living. He actually puts it down to the, uh, it was the rise of Margaret Thatcher that turned him into a soft pornographer because he was working for a tiny little magazine in um, Henley and Arden called the Henley and Arden Digest. It was him and a bloke called Beeman, who was the uh, the guy 
who sold the advertising and one day Beeman buggered off with all the cash and uh, it was hard going and so therefore Margaret Thatcher had just been uh, uh, elected Prime Minister and uh, was thinking that the, the, the well the economy wasn't doing particularly well so therefore there was no advertising anyway so therefore he had to get a job and the only job he could get was uh, working for Mayfair magazine so he actually blames the Conservatives uh, for his descent into the seamier side of life but uh, Mayfair was owned by a chap who um, well because it was the only place you could advertise cigarettes and booze would make an absolute this magazine would make an absolute fortune and also it was before the days of the internet as well which meant that if you wanted you had to go to uh, these magazines these top shelf magazines now mayfair prides itself on being a bit bit of a cut above you know a bit more like playboy uh, learned articles about things like the mallard and the flying scotsman and the lancaster and things like that which they knew as they researched and wrote these wonderful articles that no one would read them at all so a bond film came out and featured in the bond film was the mini mayfair which is a model of mini if memory serves, I think what happened was that the editor, despite being a millionaire probably several times over uh, from owning this magazine outright, managed to bum a free mini Mayfair out of British Leyland because it had Mayfair on it. But then they had the opportunity to get the magazine mentioned on all the posters and advertising for the Bond film. Just think how amazing that would be. And you know what? They turned it down with that sort of... I don't know whether we necessarily want to be associated with something as tawdry as the Bond franchise, says a man who's selling magazines by the truckload with... One of the things about advancing age is, of course, you can forget people's names very easily. Uh, some time ago, my sister and my dad were walking in the street in the centre of town, and this chap comes up who my dad knew, and they were quite close friends because they'd gone on walking uh, trips together because he's a big, keen rambler he was at the time anyway. And chap comes up and goes, Hello, John, how are you doing? My dad's thinking, I've got no idea what this guy's name is. And my sister, sort of standing there patiently, started chatting, and uh, he goes, Oh, by the way, this is my, my daughter. And uh, he chatted a bit more, and he's thinking god i just hope he's suddenly there's a clue in something he says and he was doing that thing probably in his mind where you're going ah, ah, buh, 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 suh, 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 duh, 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 in a desperate attempt to try to trip something into his mind to make get the name to come out and he's thinking oh, can you, there's only a window of opportunity before you know the the penny drops with the other person realize they've got no idea who you are and so therefore my sister always ever helpful nudges my father goes well come on don't be rude dad who's this and he went, ah, oh i'm sorry i can't can't remember can't remember your name and it's these things and it happened years ago when i was when i was at school just after i left school my best friend we were sitting chatting and he says you know what i'm terribly sorry but i've forgotten your name how does that make you feel actually if you're like 19 or 20 and a kid you've known for about the last 10 15 years or whatever has forgotten your name i still remind him of it every time i see him actually just to make sure that think some things i'm playing the long game here i hopefully i will outlive him and the last words he'll hear will be what's your name again from me um, it's so easily done. A friend of mine actually has the the opposite thing is that he doesn't forget he can't somehow put them together really so he doesn't forget names but he forgets faces which in some ways is even worse. He was at a barbecue on one occasion and a chap came up and said oh, hello David how are you? He said uh, I'm fine looking at him with that sort of I've got no idea who you are. He said well, it's me it's, it's Kevin. He went Kevin? Yeah Kevin Williams. No, you're not. <laughs> you mean, I know his face anywhere. The best time of the day show is back Monday. Please, please stay. 
best time of the day show is a loading zone production. La di da.